It's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? Make your voice heard on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Yeah, I wish he'd have got in the same year as me, but we'll have fun at his party next year anyway. But, uh, yeah, he's the first of my players, and I'm sure first of many, which Teddy will be in as well. <laughs> and uh, he, in fact, Roy made Teddy famous with that touchdown with the Superman play. Yeah, can you imagine being Chris Sims? That, that must be painful, <laughs> seeing that all the time. But uh, And it never goes away. It's kind of like kind of like me having to watch that Statue of Liberty uh, with Boise all the time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> it is the play that won't die, right? I know. And, I, yeah, it's got to be frustrating for Coach and, and for Sooner fans whenever you see that play a lot, but – we see it about, uh, you know, just a tiny fraction of the times we see the the Roy Williams play. Uh, it, you know, OU Texas every year, it's nonstop. Chris Sims, Texas fans, have to be so sick of that play. Uh, that, that has to be the image that... Because there, there is some images like the Statue of Liberty and all that play that are like, uh, you know, the negative ones. But in terms of ones that we look at and actually like, that, that play, that has to be it, right? The image that is most popular with OU football? Yeah, and I'll tell you why I think it works. Because obviously everything surrounding it, big moment in the game, everything had kind of built up to that moment. And it happens so fast. I it's like seriously like a three second clip, you know? Yeah. And it just works. A lot of other highlights, whether it's a long run or a long touchdown or I uh, plays take a while to unfold. I think that one works in on social media and everything just because of how quick well, it is. Well, it's so unique, right? There's it's not I mean, that's not a play that you see every single Saturday. You know, I, in fact, it was pretty cool last night. We had Bob on um, earlier today talking about Roy. And, yeah, Roy was on the ESPN set, and RG3 was like, man, you know, like, you made he that play. He said he play. was 11, right? Yeah, you made that play when I was a kid. I was 11, and, you know, me and all my friends kept doing that Superman play to each other. Diving coming over up with interceptions. Other? It's like, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Not and, really cool. And hopefully there's another play in the future that can rival something like that. But I don't know, like, what image or what, like, one highlight really comes close to that one. And I'm not – that doesn't mean it's it's the best play in school history, though you can make a pretty strong argument for it. It's just kind of the most memorable image of maybe any other positive play that's happened for OU. There's a couple, and I think you can – 
I, I think one of the images that's kind of iconic that's recent is Sterling Shepard at Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, I think that's one of them. Uh, I think um, – Baker planting the flag actually is is pretty yeah it's it's, it's yep. up there man that's that's a huge one that is definitely an iconic one and how how big is the one with Mixon on the sideline at Tech? Uh, not very one handed. No, yeah. I mean, do OU fans remember it, and maybe Tech fans do. Um, all twelve of them, but outside that, not not a whole lot of people. Yeah, yeah. There's. It's hard. There's been some really big ones that, uh, you know, it, it's it's hard to kind of withstand the test of time because every year there's a bunch of new highlights that are thrown out there in the world of college football. So we've had some big ones that have just kind of lost it. Like I think when Stryker hit, who was the quarterback at Texas that he made him do a full flip? That was Case McCoy. That was pretty. That's a pretty cool one. Yeah, it was a penalty, but it was pretty awesome. <laughs> Still, 15 yards is worth it. Um, there was like a sack fumble in the 2013 Sugar Bowl. That was a big yeah, one. I think Geno Grissom like, right, got yep. tripped up and barely got it over. Um, Sam Bradford, airborne in Oklahoma State. That was in 2008. Mm-hmm. That's on the text line. That's good. The Baker crotch grab might be a close second. Uh, Caleb Williams taking the ball from Kennedy Brooks is iconic. That's you guys are awesome. Oh yeah, it's it is iconic. It's a Heisman moment against Kansas. Uve von Shaman's kick at Ohio State has to be up there. Yes. Yeah. CD dogging five Texas defenders. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, nothing compares to Roy and Teddy. Agree with that. Yeah. Um. Mark Sanchez butt fumble. Wrong team, but still <laughs> yes. <laughs> the um. So the last national championship, two thousand. There's several plays from that, like Torrance Marshall's interception is obviously a huge one. Um, I think Andre Wolfolk's catch against Nebraska, Nebraska yeah. is a huge one. I think like kind of like Baker's flag plant against Ohio State, Torrance Marshall's coin toss stuff. Um, and then even though it's not like an amazing run, it's just a lasting memory of – uh, Quentin Griffin kind of hurtling, high-stepping into the end zone, right? That, that's what I was about to ask. Like, the national championship game, like, the one moment we all remember is, like, obviously the hoisting of the crystal football, but it's really what happened before the ball was kicked off with Torrance Marshall, you know? Like, everyone knows OU won that game 13-2, to but the way that the game was played, how many certain individual plays really stick out? Right. I can think of the... Play down the field where who was it that dove and made a great play on the football when they had a one on one down the field? Derek Strait. That was that was Derek Strait. I jumped the field. up and like yeah 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 swipe, so swiped it out. That one um, you had the fumble by Chris Winkie that sets up the Ante Jones early in the game had a blow up yeah. tackle on our sideline that got everyone going. Torrance Marshall had an interception that. Really, it yeah. just kind of you don't even hardly remember it in that game. But but, it was a but huge in play. a season with so memory, so many memorable plays, the 2000 championship game, you know, yeah. I, most of really them because most of them are defensive. I know most I know. of them are defensive plays, and um, there was there was going back and watching that game, there was a ton of defensive plays that were huge. But uh, yeah. One of the other ones is uh, Jeff Ferguson with the safety on the punt. Like that's that's another big play in the game that, that that you kind of remember. So, 
So yeah, if OU's going to make the if they're going to make the jump that we're all hoping that they're going to make, it's not going to come without kind of the next generation of big time plays to follow, you know, and yeah. that's that's going to be really exciting. And I, I think the thing that you can count on is, yeah, I mean there there will be some big offensive plays that happen in the future, but much like that 2000 season, I, I think maybe some of the most memorable plays that we're talking about are going to come from the defensive side. Yeah, I wonder if this is a part of it. I think one of the reason, one of the reasons that a lot of those early two thousand era, early Stoops era plays are so memorable is because it's the it's like a turning point. In your in your memory, right? There's a it's a new era. Yeah. So everything in that turning point, that new era, totally really sticks out. And I think this is an opportunity for that because we really haven't had like the Lincoln Riley era when he took over from Bob. It wasn't really like a big momentous turning point in the direction of the program, right? It was just kind of a seamless, it all happened in one day, uh, a retiring and a, a handoff to Lincoln Riley, and it's just kind of like, okay, uh, all right, we're good with this, off we go. This is the first time that we've had a reset, and like there's the true starting of a new era, so I do think that there is potential for some of that stuff to really start to stick yeah, out. Yeah, no, I, I and I definitely think that happened in the early 2000s. The only obvious difference is they were coming from a place where they were winning, you know, four and five sure. games a year. That hasn't been happening recently, but I still think that there is kind of that line where it's clearly this is an entire new era. Not because it's just a new coach, right? but because the identity is going to be completely different. Right. I mean, it, it's going to look, you know, night and day, I think. Um, by the way, and I'll get to some of these texts, you guys are killing it on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I appreciate that. But I was telling you, you know, last hour of like some reasons of why I think everyone is wrong about OU next year. And when I say everyone, I mean the national media picking them 17, 25, and they're way too early top 25 poll. Mm-hmm. I said, um, I think quarterback play is going to be better. I think the running game, there will be more of a commitment to it. They will actually stick with it. I think tackling will be better. The schedule soft. Better coaching. More disciplined details. That's a lot of reasons. I think I may have covered everything with that. But is there anything else that you would want to throw into there as to why you think the national media has a wrong narrative on what OU is going to look like next season? Well, I don't know that it's anything different, but I think there is going to be – a commitment and a uh, like a game plan, both recruiting, developmentally, uh, strength and conditioning, and play calling. There's going to be a committed effort, I believe, to win the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Um, I I don't I, I think that our our head coach and defensive coordinator by way of head coach and offensive coordinator are all going to – they have a fundamental belief in winning the line of scrimmage. And I'm not saying that Lincoln didn't, but 
it's it's my my opinion and observation that Lincoln Riley felt it was important, but felt that he could circumvent that through um, through play calling and play design uh, instead of doing the the brute force hard work of being able to develop that and making an effort to developing that and emphasizing that. And basing your program on that. I, I don't think that was the case under Lincoln Riley, and I do think that's going to be the case under Brent Venables. What are some reasons why everyone could be right on some of these rankings by for OU next year? Uh, I think if quarterback play falls flat, uh, you know, it 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 looks like it's gonna be uh excellent. We've seen Dylan Gabriel. We've seen excellent play from him. We've seen Lebby's, uh, you know, meteoric rise and what his offenses do, and how that message uh, meshes with our roster. It looks to be um, not a guarantee, but that there's a really good chance we're going to play great offense. But it's not a guarantee. You're you're mixing a lot of unknowns together, I guess, or uh, you know, independent things and hoping that they all mesh really well and there's always a chance that they don't you know defensively you are it's not like you're reinventing the wheel here it's not like our old scheme has zero appearance uh doesn't look anything like our new scheme like that's not the case there's going to be plenty of carryover and and similarities although there are a lot of differences too but i would say that on the defensive side, there's a chance that we we don't have the roster currently in place to play the defense the way that Venables envisions it uh, being played. Sure, it's going to be an interesting adjustment for him because I, I don't I don't think that this is a bad defensive roster next year. Right, I don't I don't think, but to say it's the least talented defensive roster that he's had in. Close to a decade, I, I think, could be accurate. And how he – like, I, I don't I don't doubt how he's going to handle it, but that is going to be a little bit of an adjustment for him, for sure. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. I think that may be the case. But I don't think it's going to be by a huge stretch. Clemson has had some really talented defenses, but I don't think any of Venables' defenses have been – just off of like sheer recruiting rankings and and like how you would look at these players coming in, it ha- none of his teams have ever been close to what you see. You saw Alabama and Georgia. No, last night. yeah, I mean they they've had some individual five star right. players, but it hasn't been an all five star lineup. They they've had good players, but no, I again it's reason number three hundred and twenty three. Why this is a great hire? He is legitimately the exact blueprint of what you're looking for. Yeah, he's brought in talent that's good enough to win you a national championship, but he's developed that talent to be good enough to actually win the thing. And I mean, that's I mean that's that's it, man. All right, and I'll tell you another thing that's interesting. Like to a different degree is Jeff Lebby looks at the roster, and even with the guys that have transferred out, 
he he looks at the roster and what he's got and is like, oh my god, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, so I, you don't think about it that way, but yeah, that's true. Right. So um, you kind of get it from from both sides there, uh, and th- that's that's why I believe that ultimately it's all going to work and going to work well. And I think the timing for the Big Twelve and our non conference schedule all works out to have. Uh, about as smooth of a transition as you could ask for with your schedule, right? It's not like no. your first game, you're going on the road to play, yeah. you know, Georgia or Ohio State or something like, like that. Like as lame as it's going to be from an entertainment purpose, I this type of schedule worked out right for the for the right year, yeah, for sure. I think so, and I think it's good. I think it's good for Venables. I think it's good for the fans. And frankly, I think it's good for the players to to play some lower rung teams and have the ability to go out in this new scheme because you just, as a player, you never know. You feel comfortable with it. You, it's like okay, this this looks pretty good in practice. I feel like we're in a good spot, but you never know until you go out there and play against someone else. So to be able to go out and and hopefully play some teams that you can have a high amount of success with and reinforce that confidence in whatever schemes you're running offensively and defensively, I think that can be important. Yeah, too. especially like Nebraska, I think, offers an interesting measure stick, measuring stick because you won the game last year, but you won the game just because you were so much more talented. Right. You didn't out-physical them. You weren't better at the details. I mean, you were just flat out a better football team, and that made up for some of the deficiencies that you had against them. <laughs> you Nebraska, just happened to be ahead when the clock ran out in that ne- game. Nebraska pushed you around on several occasions in that game. Right. So how far has this program come by game three in terms of you know being physical I I think Nebraska is a pretty good measuring stick for that yeah in, in week three you know I think so and hopefully one of the things that we see change is the the second half of games or like down the stretch in games like just hanging on instead of finding a way to separate and put on display your talent, your dominance, your athleticism, your physicality. Like we were never able to separate from people. And, you know, for a long time, I think you're able to separate from people because of, you know, some built-in, uh, not necessarily fear, but some intimidation. Yeah, we can hang around in the first half, but when you play Oklahoma in the second half, they're going to run away with it. Yep. But the more people that you allowed to play you close or to beat you in the second half, eventually you do that for two or three years, well, guess what? The guys that you're playing now for Kansas or for Iowa State or whoever, they're not scared of you anymore in the second half, and they know that the year previous they were a player or two away from beating you, so all of that fear or intimidation is gone. Oh, I think they smell blood in the water. It's right. like, just hang around. Let's get to the second half. You can make your That's move right. on them there. That's totally exactly bad. right. So uh, I think that you've got to find a way to bring that back, that intimidation factor of uh, steamrolling people in the second half. 
All right, quick timeout. Final hour rolls on. Keep hitting us on the text line, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas are just what you need on your drive home. It's the Rush weekday afternoons from 2 to 6 on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about, but we'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And T.J. Perry. <laughs> what a bomb. <laughs> what a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. I feel like there is a story to be told there about how the other eight reindeer cope with the sudden fame of Rudolph. All of a sudden, he's the star, and these other eight reindeer who had been getting the job done for years and years and years are just a line in the song, and that's it. Nobody cares about him anymore. It's all about Rudolph. That's true. I want to know, like, after this, what has happened to Donner and Blitzen and Vixen and all those guys. It's not a bad idea, actually. No, it's a brilliant idea. Thank you. (laughs) T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. Sports Radio Network. Oklahoma gymnastics season is back, and we can't wait to see all of our fans in McCaslin Fieldhouse once again. Coach Mark Williams and his squad kick off their home season January 22nd against Air Force. You can also catch home meets this year against Nebraska, Ohio State, and Cal. Season tickets and single meet tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more information, visit Soonersports.com slash tickets. Boomer Sooner. Do you know what to do if you're stuck on the railroad crossing? Get out of your vehicle. If a train is not approaching, find the blue and white emergency notification system sign on the traffic signs at the crossing. For help, Call the number on the sign and give them the crossing number so they know your location and can alert train traffic. Remember, find the blue and white to save your life. Do you know after a disaster strikes, if you don't take the right steps, you could sign away a large amount of your insurance claim to the wrong company. It's your insurance claim. You've paid a lifetime for it, and you are most vulnerable when disaster strikes. Don't let anyone start work immediately on your property until you know what to do next. Your insurance claim and future depend on it. You need a company to help point you in the right direction. 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver has been the name to trust since 1988, working for you, not the insurance company. The Mont invites you to come by and enjoy our high-quality food and drinks in our historic atmosphere. The Mont has won numerous awards, including Best Restaurant in Norman, Best Appetizer for our Great Queso, Best Exotic Drink for the Original Swirl, the Best Patio Dining for our beautifully landscaped patio. Come see the Town Tavern, OU football scoreboards dating back to 1947. We'll see you at the Mont on the corner of Boyd and Classen, or call us at 329-3330. Auto Image USA, Central Oklahoma, and Norman's home for the best in car, boat, and RV detailing. Let Mike Miller and his gang help you out with one of their many services, plus roll and lock truck covers, window tinting, custom wheels and rims, detailing, and paint correction. Auto Image USA also carries the best brands in audio, such as Kicker, Wet Sound, Pioneer, and Sony. Call Auto Image USA at 405-321-4444 or go by and see one of their experts at 2701 Northwest 36th Avenue in Norman between Rock Creek and Tecumseh. With Oklahoma weather, it's hard to predict when winter temperatures may strike. 
That's why it's important to stay up to date on your heater's maintenance. And if you do run into problems, the experts at Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing are here for you. We've been keeping families warm and safe in their homes since 2008. So if you need a heater repaired or just a tune-up, give us a call or visit us online at normanair.com. That's normanair.com, the heating, air conditioning, and plumbing company you can count on. Final hour of the rush on this Tuesday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman inside the Brown O'Haver studio. I'm Jack. We're about, what, two hours away from this basketball game tonight, OU in Texas. I am looking forward to it, dude. And I told you earlier in the show that I'm going to pick OU straight up, even though they're a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I am, I am going to stick with six that. Six-and-a-half-point favorite right, or dog? Six-and-a-half-point dog, okay. sorry. Yeah, six-and-a-half-point dog. Basketball power index gives Texas a 77.9% chance to win the game. I like OU, but the one thing that scares me is Texas creates a lot of turnovers, yep. and OU gives it up rather easily at mm. times. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be an ugly basketball game, though. My prediction is OU wins the basketball game. Cortez is the player of the game with the stat line of two points, seven assists. <laughs> That'll do it. And uh, maybe a steal, right? I, I, he's he's not gonna blow up the stat sheet, but instant energy when he comes in. I like the kid. Give me uh, OU sixty-seven sixty-five tonight over the Texas Longhorns. Mo Gibson, by the way, he's hit sixteen of his last thirty-eight from three. Really? Tell me what the um, give-a-rip meter is for the basketball team right now because I, the give-a-rip meter from the Oklahoma City Thunder is right around a zero. Nobody's going to the games. Okay, is, is you're what talking I can about tell. fans. What's yeah, the, okay. and I'm not talking about crowd attendance, but there can still be a give-a-rip meter, you know, even if it's not field of the rafters every single night. Like the give-a-rip meter for the Thunder, you would agree, is it's low as it's probably ever been since they've been in OKC, right? And can't get lower. Okay, so with that, are people saying, okay, I'll, I'll flock to OU basketball a little bit more, or like where, where are we at right now? It is, in my opinion, uh, has been a very, uh, not very, it's been a low priority since the season started. And it has nothing to do with not caring about basketball. It has everything to do with the endless train of monster breaking news happening in the OU football world, yeah, right? Yeah, fair point. So I think that now that the national championship game is over, for the most part, things seem to be settled. The Caleb Williams announcement, whenever that happens, I think will solidify the transition to basketball. And I think people are noticing what's happening with the basketball team. I think people are energized by it and like what they see. But I think the 
maybe the hesitation to fully jump behind the team like we've seen some other years whenever they've started off uh, pretty good is been all of the stuff around football. I think that's about to change. Yeah, it's I, I, there's we don't talk thunder. Um, it's just not what we do, and, and there's no reason to talk thunder right now because nobody cares. I, I think we'll lose more listeners if we talk thunder. Well, hang on. What, we are, the, what are the thunder going to do during the trade deadline? I well, mean, here it comes. I can show you the dial on the radio that you can hear about <laughs> that all day long if you want to hear it. Okay, maybe in, in more than one spot. I don't I don't see any reason why we would waste any time on the Thunder, but I, I do see a big gain on talking OU basketball because even if you're not the biggest college hoops fan, that's fine. Like this is still a team that's really entertaining to watch yeah. and easy to get behind. E- even if like, oh, I can't stand watching college basketball, which I think is a stupid take, by the way. Um, I, I think that this team is a lot of fun to watch. I, I, I love I love college basketball. You know that. But I really like watching this team. They're yeah. fun. I like college basketball. I've slowly – I used to – like when the Thunder were good, that's all I watched was the Thunder, and I hated college basketball. But I've slowly started to enjoy college basketball more, and it is – I used to be able to just watch random NBA games. Can't do it anymore, but I can watch random college games. Uh, so I, I've, I've kind of I've made that turnaround. I think this basketball team is going to be awesome to watch and to talk about in between, like in little pieces in between whenever we're mainly focused on OU softball. <laughs> well, uh, a month yesterday <laughs> – uh, is is when the season starts. So I mean, serious. It, it's a tough crowd, dude, because the off season news for OU football is not stopping anytime soon, right? And right. that's always going to be our number one. But OU softball is is less than a month away, and that's going to get more attention from most people than probably ever before. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Now, the thing with softball is, it's it can be difficult to get fully invested in it. Until tournament time. When tournament time rolls around, it's awesome because it's nonstop. And everything that you can watch matters at that moment to you, watching other other teams and stuff. So that really – that part of it is undefeated. So we'll be dialed into OU men's hoops here for C- sure. Case in point, no thunder talk. That's why we aren't tuned in elsewhere. Hey, we, we got you. Don't worry. You won't, you won't have to hear about it. The only I, time we talk you. about Thunder is whenever we talk about how we don't talk about the Thunder. <laughs> uh, I prefer college sports over pro sports. Yeah, well, this is the right. No such thing anymore with this NIL crap. Uh, Kendall says, in my opinion, fan attendance is equal to fan support, and it's terrible at Oklahoma. Yeah. And college basketball is not highly attended outside of – just a few pockets across the sport. It's it's not just an Oklahoma problem right now. It's kind of a college basketball as a whole problem. By the way, speaking of college hoops, I, I ran across this today. You know who's having a good year in college hoops right now? USC. Brady Manhead. I know he started off hot. Yeah, North Carolina not having that great of a year. They're eleven and four and unranked, but uh Old Brady is averaging 12.9 points, 49.7 from the field this year. So, good luck to him out there at Carolina. I feel like, um, you know, in the movie Private Parts, Howard Stern, whenever he's talking to his bosses, I've got this guy, pure energy, and it's 
Fred Norse and he's just kind of standing there. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of North Carolina. It's like, wait, do you see this manic kid? He's unbelievable. And then it's just him with the shaggy hair. and <laughs> He's got a beard now and everything. Yeah, and he just doesn't really say anything or do anything or show any emotion. Bracketology, by the way, uh, OU is a seven seed against San Francisco in the first round. So that's, hey, you know, I, I don't think that we've necessarily seen the best version of this team and – Lenardi's already got him as a seven seed. That's that's yeah. a great spot to be. Yeah, they'll, they'll end up as a three or four. I still maintain that. Uh, well, you said five last week, I think, right? No. Hmm. No. You know, what sucks is I think that there's starting to become a craving for OU basketball, and especially when you play Texas, and then everyone's like, all right, let's go. Yeah, okay. Nice win against Iowa State. Played well against Baylor. Uh, I don't know where the Longhorn Network is. God, it, it just infuriates me. I am only about 60% sure that I even have the Longhorn Network. Is it still guaranteed with ESPN? Teddy, I, I, don't, I don't know because why, like, no one around here has a reason to watch it. Right. Jeff says three reasons nobody cares about the Thunder. One, they suck. Two, mm-hmm. vaccine mandate to get in. Three, NBA, get woke, go broke. Is that still a thing? Um, you have to have a vaccination card to go uh, to the Thunder game? I think they may have lifted that last month, but don't quote me on that. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. There you go. Three reasons with uh, the text line. I like Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Jeff. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. A couple of more segments left. Stay tuned. Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas are just what you need on your drive home. It's The Rush weekday afternoons from 2 to 6. On your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Smart decisions bring the biggest returns, like the 2021 GMC Sierra, built on a foundation of professional-grade engineering that brings a strong performance year after year. Offering the world's first multi-pro tailgate, this tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. Test drive a 2021 GMC Sierra today and experience a wise investment that really delivers. See your Central Oklahoma GMC dealers. Do you know what to do if you're stuck on the railroad crossing? Get out of your vehicle. If a train is not approaching, find the blue and white emergency notification system sign on the traffic signs at the crossing. For help, call the number on the sign and give them the crossing number so they know your location and can alert train traffic. Remember, find the blue and white to save your life. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. is full of anchors, meant to keep you in place. But the good news is that it's also full of things that remind you not to let them. So every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. 
Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of copier, fax, printer, scanner, document management, and information technology solutions to small and medium-sized organizations in and around Oklahoma. When you think of a big league company, think RK Black. RK Black is the official provider of the Oklahoma City Thunder with Sharp. Let RK Black and Sharp become your official service provider for your office needs. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. The Sooners are Alamo Bowl champs, and nobody brought you better coverage all season long than the ref. OU and Tulane will be played in Norman this week. Hey, this is Caleb Williams' team now. This is Caleb Williams' team. You've heard the news by now. Lincoln is off to USC. That is happening. If you're an Oklahoma fan and you're upset at Lincoln Riley tonight, I'm right there with you. I think it was weeks ago he had his foot out the door. We will be bringing you nonstop coverage of the new head football coach at the University of Oklahoma, Brent Venables. Caleb Williams releases a statement, said that he has entered the transfer portal. Dylan Gabriel's objective in entering the transfer portal in the first place was to reunite with Jeff Levy, and now you got Gabriel set to come to the University of Oklahoma. This is your home for Sooner fans. There's only one. There's only one. There's only one. Ref Sports Radio Network. Hey y'all, I'm Blake Shelton. I love that country music connects people all over this great nation, but unfortunately so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million children struggle with hunger in America. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks works to rescue our surplus food to help provide billions of meals to families in need across the country. Join the fight against hunger at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Keep the text coming on the Air Cover Solutions text line, 651-3439. Tyler and Teddy inside the Brown O'Haver studio. One quick stat, and I'll get to the text line. I'm not sure if you heard it during the first hour. But uh, Alabama has either won or lost to the team that won the national championship in 14 of 15 uh, seasons uh, for Nick Saban. Since he, he's been in Alabama 15 years, right? Yeah. 14 of those, they've either won the title or they've lost to the team that's won the title. The only exception is 2003 when they lost to Auburn, and Auburn gave up the lead in the national championship game with 13 seconds left. Hmm. Yeah. Other than that, they've either won it or some team has had to go through them. Like, it's that old saying, but it is true. The national championship for the past 15 years has, has – Gone through uh, Tuscaloosa. Well, there's only been twice in the playoff era where Bama wasn't in the national championship game, right? The first year and then... The year that they didn't make it in 2019. Right. I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, pretty impressive. Um, We've somehow buried the lead 32 today? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, halfway Happy to 64. birthday. How about that? Thank you. Did you just now realize that, or...? No, I knew it earlier, but... um. Forgot to bring it up right out of the gate and uh, figured we got to get it in at some point today. Yeah, I'm going to celebrate by searching somewhere in Midtown Oklahoma City that has the Longhorn Network and uh, maybe enjoying some Pacificos. Man, mid-30s. It was only yesterday that you were uh, 
going to be in the 20s forever and I was a horrible old man and now you're in the your mid 30s it's awesome yeah 32 doesn't feel any differently than 31 and I don't feel like 33 is going to feel I feel like I'm in this three-year groove where it's all going to kind of feel the same and then bam 35 hits you and it's like oh god I'm in my mid 30s now yeah watch out yeah 35 is whenever uh 40 becomes visible and it's uh, like oh my goodness but well, happy birthday, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, text line, looking forward to seeing this team Saturday at TCU. That's Dan in Springtown, Texas. Man, if you're able to get two wins on the road this weekend, you will finally be in the top 25, dare I say, in the top 20. That's funny. Uh, we keep talking about that. I haven't seen TCU at all this year. Are they what's... – they're, they're, I think – a. Pretty standard TCU team. Yeah, you know, I think actually they're ten and two. They had they hadn't played in a couple weeks before Saturday when they played Baylor at home. Right. So I, I think that they had the COVID problems for a while. Yeah, they're zero and one in conference, but they're ten and two overall, which is pretty impressive. I don't know if they've got any any wins that are that are necessarily worth anything in there. So yeah, okay. Yeah, they had a game canceled and then West Virginia game postponed. Sean says, question for you and Ted. Percent chance Lincoln would take one of the many NFL openings and never coach a game at USC. And I'm not saying he'd take this job, but the New York Giants uh, just opened up this afternoon. Yeah, they they fired uh, Judge. A lot of people expected that to happen. There's a bunch of jobs open. I... The only reason I don't think that that is a possibility is because his buyout for USC has to be something that is just absolutely ridiculous at the moment. I, I, it's you would think that for as much as they're paying him, yeah, right. You, you would think that it, it's got to be just a, a non-starter for any NFL job at the moment. But I could be wrong. I don't know the structure of the contract and. You know, maybe the buyout doesn't kick in until he coaches a game. I don't know enough about it, but I he would have to show up out there at USC and look at the roster and look at the reaction that they're getting on the recruiting trail and feel really, really bad about where it's headed. And the NFL job, I think, would have to be the absolute perfect job with already a quarterback in place it just seems unlikely. Does that, to me that job that would exist happen. this off season? Like it, situationally, it could. Would Denver take a look at him if Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson somehow found their way, you know, out there? Maybe, perhaps, but I. Aaron Rodgers would walk all over Muleshoe. Oh my God, he would walk all over him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I. I just. I don't think. And I guess you could take this how you want. The NF, the head coach of an NFL football team is very far down on the totem pole outside a couple of special – like Belichick um, is really about the only one. Everywhere else it's about the players. And I think Lincoln Riley likes that spotlight. Yeah, Rennie's saying Miami and – you know, I know they won what nine games this year, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't necessarily know a lot of people that are just super in love with Tua being their franchise quarterback. In, in yeah. fact, it seems like that, that's why the guy lost his job is because there was some friction there between right. he and Tua. Yeah, I don't, I, I just, I don't see it happening. 
at least with the time being. The only job that I think Lincoln Riley would would consider in the NFL would be the Kansas City Chiefs or the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Outside of those two, I just don't see Maybe it. Maybe the LA Chargers, because I think Justin Herbert is a nice little player. Yeah, but that's I don't, true. I don't think since that, he's out there. I don't think that he's going to like I don't think that you leave USC to all of a sudden hop in the same division with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Like I, yeah. I'm on record. I don't think that Muleshoe is going to turn USC into a perennial power again and start ripping off national championships. In fact, I don't think that he's ever going to make a national championship game while he's at USC. But you got to admit that the situation out there that he's looking at looks pretty ripe. If you can just restore the roster a little bit, man, just restore it a little bit, you can have a lot of success in the Pac-12. It should not – you wouldn't think that it would take a whole heck of a lot, but uh, Utah is a, a legit football team. I, yeah, some are picking them preseason top five next year. I'm like, whoo, okay. Well, they pummeled Oregon twice and almost beat a really good Ohio State team like in a great back-and-forth football game. It's a tough, hard-nosed football team. Um, yeah, I, Utah has a very Iowa State feel to it for for Lincoln, right? It's kind of so they're going to go. Oh, I, I thought you meant they're going to go seven and five next year. <laughs> no, they no. might go seven and five, but still beat SC. I, it it seems like a team that clashes with the way that Lincoln Riley does things, and yeah. it could be a. Could be a difficult team to get past. I uh, I very much appreciate all the happy birthday wishes on the text line. Yeah. Greg from Lawton says, uh, happy birthday, Tyler, found these today. It's a stack of old newspapers from the Orange Bowl in 2000. Huh. And I, I'm pretty sure that this is a picture of Rocky Kalmus in an OU t-shirt and sunglasses. But the headline above the picture of Rocky Kalmus says, the anti-boss. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's true. It's very true. Not talking about anything on the field, but personality-wise. <laughs> it's true. He's very – he was um, – It's true. It's not just a like, spotlight dang, guy. That's, a, that's a slam right there. And um, I, don't, I don't remember what the climate was 21 years ago with OU and um, – uh, Brian Bosworth, but it was uh. bad until that year. I think. Well, they brought back the '85 team right. in, in the non-conference. That, that I think that, year. that I think maybe '99 or maybe 2000 was one of the first times that Bos was back around the program since he had been there since since '80 '85 or '86. Yeah. So it wasn't great at that time, but it has slowly improved. Yep. Now he's the sheriff of Fansville. Look at how things can happen for That's them. That's how the new uh, – isn't that how uh, Bronx yes. Perry <laughs> yeah. knew who he was? Who? Uh, who? Oh, God, he's the sheriff of Fansville. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. All right, quick time out. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap it up next. Stay tuned. Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas are just what you need on your drive home. It's The Rush weekday afternoons from 2 to 6 on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Big Boys, Guns, Ammo, and Range is Oklahoma's largest family-owned, climate-controlled gun range. Shop our huge selection of new and used firearms and try before you buy with any of our hundreds of rentals on site. 
Big Boys Guns offers private lessons and classes for all skill levels at our 24-lane gun range with discounts.